Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Welcome to the podcast. This week brought to you by Christian Talbot's back after months in the wilderness. Where the hell has he been with his beard? Let's find out. This week uh, on the podcast, we're going to be talking about uh, Silicon Valley, which is a choice made by Christian Talbot. So in true male style, he's wandering in to talk about his subject, not interested in anyone else's. <laughs> Christian, what have you got to say for yourself? Um, I'm very sorry. I've been been around. I've, I've, I've been back and forth to London uh, lots, working and gigging and stuff, so I haven't I haven't been about. So, but uh, I'm very glad to be here now. Great. Thank it's, you. It's not a great signal from Christian, but it's uh, we can you tell what you're saying. Yeah, so that's good. Um, you. And let's just share the news because I think <laughs> I think we mentioned it on the podcast last week, but Christian and Mel won't know. Jamie Atherton here is having a child. Yes. Mm. Yes, the, the JB lineage shall carry on forth into another generation. Wow. Congratulations, sir. Yeah, thank you very much. What's particularly brilliant is the the scan that Jamie sent a picture around of the scan. And I kid you not, I have never seen a closer picture to Snoopy lying in a hammock than I have of the scan of Jamie's child. It was a very, it's a very relaxed child. They keep, we keep having scans done and every scan they'll say, oh, it'll probably take us ages to find your, your baby. And then Booth, they put the scanner on and there's the baby straight away just looking really relaxed. And like, even like yesterday, we went we had to go yesterday to check on the heartbeat and uh, they went, oh, we we'll probably won't find the heartbeat. It'll probably take about 20 minutes. Booth, she puts the monitor on, there's the heartbeat straight on. He's just a very in- incredibly relaxed and well-behaved child. Like you, like you, no trouble. Yeah. No, just no. going to go through life Ooh, winging Jamie, it. Jamie, do you know what, you know what flavour it is? Yeah, yeah, it's boy flavoured. And Mel, can you type a little quieter, please? Boy flavored. Can you just edit that out? I'm trying to RSVP for the NBC press party at Comic Con. <laughs> oh, really? Oh. Way more important than you guys. No, we'll leave that in. And, oh. <laughs> and why don't you tell Christian who you're going to be seeing at Comic Con this year? Oh, um, everybody from Silicon Valley will be there. HBO's bringing oh, the cast happy. and Mike Judge. Oh. And, yeah, they're they're not the most um, they're not the most forthcoming. I, I saw them interviewed. Uh, I saw uh, online there um, a couple a couple of days ago. I watched them. They were interviewed and they were uh, they they um, <laughs> they weren't the most charismatic bunch. <laughs> <laughs> and then and then they asked for questions from the audience and nobody had any questions, <laughs> which was a bit embarrassing. But anyway, if you've never heard this before, the point is we pick a a um, a box set that some of us haven't watched, and we watch one episode. So I have watched one episode of Silicon Valley. Jamie, what have you watched? I've watched two episodes of Silicon Valley. Two episodes. Wow. Mel? I am halfway through season three. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. Okay. So we've got got a feeling today's podcast might be be a brief one. Um, Jamie, have you got any news to fill us in before we get to Silicon Valley? (laughs) 
Yeah. I can, I can, <laughs> I can do. So if you go to theboxsetpod.com slash news, i put all the latest bits and bobs up there. There's some news. Uh, I haven't done the news in the last few weeks. So there's a few bits I'd like to catch you up on. First mm. of all, Curb Your Enthusiasm is coming back. Larry David is working on this. Before it was actually officially announced that Curb was coming back, uh, one of the main characters in it, uh, Leon Black, uh, played by J.B. Smooth, the comedian, uh, admitted in an interview that with uh, that uh, he admitted in an interview that he'd had a conversation with Larry, where Larry said, "Are you going to be available for another series?" And this was exciting news. And JB Smooth is brilliant in Kirby enthusiasm. I'm so glad he's returning. And that was how the rumor mill began to release the news that Larry David was interested in making another series. It never officially ended. So it's great that they've, uh, the, he's got the uh, motivation to continue making another series. It's been five, maybe six years since the last series, and it's good news to hear it's coming back. How many series have there been? There's been nine, I think, eight or nine. Wow. Um, maybe we should yeah. do that wow. on a podcast soon. Oh, we definitely should do it, yeah. It's coming back, and it's it's a show that does, admittedly, the style of it does take a little bit of getting used to for certain people, mm. so it might be worth trying. In other news... Um, so the documentary team who made the Netflix series Making a Murderer, it was huge. It was a massive, massive uh, success. Uh, they're, they're called Laura Ricciardi and Moira Demos. They spent like six years, I think maybe even longer, living with the family of um, Stephen Avery and getting the story. And, and that's why the documentary is so massive and 10 episodes long, but incredibly Fascinated. Well, they're now working on a new show. This is not going to be a documentary. It's going to be with George Clooney's company, and it's called America's Most Admired Lawbreaker. They're going to tell the story of a, um, a journalist called Stephen Brill of the Huffington Post. He wrote um, a number of articles. It was all about the side effects of the drugs that are created for children and the elderly. So all these pharmaceutical companies have uh, hid the fact that some of these drugs that were used to, you just use for children and elderly people to help them, uh, or at least seemingly to help them. They hid the fact that there were some very dangerous side effects. And they're going to tell this story in a dramatic TV show working with George Clooney. Nice. That's exciting. Uh, yeah, looks, it should be good, that. Um, it, obviously, it's a change of direction from the documentary world, but it'd be, it'd be interesting if they can pull it off. Also, there's a really good trailer. Uh, HBO is working on, a has created a new version of the 1970s movie Westworld. Anyone seen the film Westworld? Um, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's quite... It's, I quite like the 70s oh, film. Yeah, it's a Michael Crichton book that was adapted. It's based like... Imagine Jurassic Park, but in this world, it's robot people, and you can go there and live out your fantasy of like being a uh, living in the Wild West, and you live in this world where there's robot human beings, and you can pretend you're a cowboy, and so so it's it's about creating fantasies for human beings and it's it's a, a theme park populated with artificial beings and it's got an amazing cast a new version jj abrams has produced it it's got anthony hopkins ed harris Stanley newton james marsden the trailer's up there it looks very eerie a lot more sort of dark and and uh intriguing than the original 70s version um but uh, yeah, that's up there. So have a look at that. Also, I put up there the, the top 10 list of TV from 2016 so far that I created. It's just my thoughts. So have a look, see what you think. All 10 of the best TV shows 
that have been out so far in 2016. That's your news. Great. Ah, thanks very much. Very exciting. And also, we should mention, uh, because we mentioned it ages ago, but the, it's been a big month for the world of podcasts because the Serial Podcast with the Undisclosed Podcast and the Bob Ruff Truth and Justice Podcast really have caused a man to be uh, made innocent until proven guilty again instead of mm-hmm. guilty in the case of Adnan Syed. And uh, it's just brilliant. It, uh, it's excellent. If you've Obviously, if you've never listened to serial or truth and justice or uh, undisclosed particularly undisclosed uh, what they've managed to do in getting a uh, seemingly innocent man uh, potentially free from jail is just phenomenal so um, good one podcasts there's a win for the podcast world I think. Yeah. how's that Yay. gone down in america mel it's exciting to watch and see that um, this medium that's kind of been written off by I hate this term, but my mainstream medium, but this this platform is actually making a big difference and people are starting to pay attention to it now. Great. Good. Yep. Good. Well, Which means that the Box Set podcast is on the verge. Yeah, what are we going to do? What are we going to free? We <laughs> Really, we need to bring a, 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 a box set back that's died, mm-hmm. don't we? We need to start well, a campaign. Firefly, I mean... Fire, firefly. I, I know how much you want that to come back, Hal. Yeah, I'm not a massive fan. I'll be <laughs> honest. Um, however, let's let's talk about Silicon Valley. So, uh, Jamie, why don't you pitch to us what Silicon Valley is? Having just watched the first two episodes. So yeah, it's a uh, it's set a show a comedy set in Silicon Valley. It uh, appears to be a bunch of geeks. Uh, I'm not sure how many, about four or five geeks, all living within this community, trying to come up with the next big technological um, money maker. And the, the in the first episode, the one of the main characters in the show accidentally comes across a very clever algorithm that sends the computer world nuts and has them bidding for his idea. And he's got to decide to either sell his idea off or try and build it from scratch. And that's how the first episode kind of ends with him in that kind of dilemma. It's also, uh, uh, I would add, um, having been to San Francisco a few times and knowing a little bit about the politics of all this over there, it's a very, uh, it's a satire on what has been created over there. So, for example, in San Francisco, there's a lot of annoyance because Silicon Valley has brought uh, super rich and super uh, brilliant people to it, which is good on the one hand. On the other hand, they get to ride in free buses uh, that go through the town and cause trouble for everyone else who's on normal buses and they get free bus stops and all that. There's all sorts of politics attached to it. And this kind of seems to puncture that uh, quite clearly what did we think I, like I say I've got a feeling this is going to be a short podcast because I'll say straight off the bat Christian you have picked one that for the first time in a long time I immediately love episode one <laughs> it's brilliant oh great how yeah. rare how rare a thing that is Jamie I'm presuming because you went on to episode two that you feel the same uh, yeah, well, I have an, an interesting relationship with the show because um, I watched it six months ago, the first episode, 
and I didn't like it, and I don't remember why I didn't like it, but I maybe I was just in the <laughs> wrong frame of mind. But we started watching it, and I think we'd maybe started watching it after we'd finished another really good comedy. I think we just finished 30 Rock or something like that. And maybe going from something like that into a different paced show, we found it difficult, and we watched the first episode, and me and my wife, and we just we didn't get into it at all, and we were like, oh, no, it's not for us. And then we watched it again in preparation for this pod, and it was brilliant. And I was like, this is really, really funny. Perhaps there is something to this podcast in the sense that I did the same thing. I started it a while ago and and left it. I wonder if the power of recommendation, you know, it, 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 it makes you feel a little bit more attentive, a bit more like there's a spotlight on you to give it a good go. But... Um, but I, I couldn't believe that I didn't enjoy it as much the first yeah. time. I, perhaps I, I didn't realise the first time that it was a comedy. I mean, it's clearly a comedy, but I, I didn't know when I went into it. I, I expected a kind of drama. And so, yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But, um, yeah, absolutely brilliant stuff. I mean, I can't think of an objection also, to it. There's also the, the thing is that it, it, it's quite a niche uh, set up being that it's, uh, you know, it, it's in a, <clears throat> it's in an incubator, uh, you know, for our business startup incubator in, in, uh, in Silicon Valley, which is, it's not something that an awful lot of people can really kind of associate <laughs> with. Mm, yeah. Um, well, you know, straight off, it's not, it's not a very familiar environment. And I think you have to be, um, I, I, it helps if you're a bit kind of nerdy or you're a bit kind of techie as well, to sort of to, to, to get into the series. You know what I think as well, perhaps, see what you think of this, um, Mel, um, mm-hmm. is that uh, until recently, you know, the last couple of years, Apple's share price has begun to go down a little bit, and the whole Silicon Valley thing has become, has, uh, has, has gained its own sort of tropes and its own, uh, it, it's become, it, it's become more easily satirizable satirical it's become easier to laugh at because uh, previous to that we just all wanted to work there and it was the future of everything and it probably still is that but back then we were like oh my god Google is like the greatest place in the world to work and so if you watched it then with them taking the piss out of their little cars or whatever um, you you might not have really agreed with the joke, whereas now it's like we're a bit more postmodern about that stuff, and we're going, mm-hmm. yeah. Do you know what this stuff is a bit wanky, and it's it's a bit up its own arse this world, <laughs> and so we can laugh about it a bit more now that now that now that we've all started to emulate it in businesses that we work in and stuff. We go, oh, this is all bullshit. They're all just uh, rich people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the paradigm really didn't shift that far, did it? No. No, I think yeah, and and I think there's also something about like Mike Judge is one of the main creators of the show, um, who's created King of the Hill and and Beavis and Butthead and Office Space, and he reminds me a lot of Office Space, and his comedies are, uh, uh, I think, very sort of like unique, uh, have a very unique voice and take a while almost to get into get attuned to and once you do you find it you just can't believe how brilliant it is maybe there's a little bit of getting used to how his comedies work and i, and I didn't realize mike judge actually started off in silicon valley like that's where Did he, he? <laughs> yeah in the, well, I think in God, the early very 80s. Early. yeah before it was silicon yeah. valley probably yeah wow yeah yeah which... if you've watched um, that 
Office Space has become, a, you know, a huge cult hit. Um, you know, if you've ever worked in a, in, in a sort of a battery-fed cubicle um, business, you know, that, 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 uh, you know, you can associate with that movie, um, particularly with, with how, um, how horrible of the other people you work with are. Um, but I, I, I've, I've worked in that sort of environment for, 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 a, for a long time and would watch Office Space uh, regularly. <laughs> just, yeah. to, uh, <coughs> just to get through it I, just to relax, yeah. I particularly like in the first episode when this guy has made an offer of 10 million dollars or 200 thousand dollars and the ability to own the company um, yes. when he's given that choice he just runs away and goes and pukes and uh-huh. goes to the doctor who immediately offers him a share, tries to buy a share in the business and he pukes again um, or asks him to invest and he uh, I think there's there's a really good it's a really good device to immediately make us uh, complicit with the everyman we're the everyman he's the everyman you know um, we, we 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 go yeah that is exactly how we would react in that situation as well probably it's one reason that I like this show so much is that straight out of college I started working for an internet service provider right. here in in my small town it was still dial up at the time hmm. and. We were pretty much the only game in town. The cable company had something, but it's the cable company and they suck. Mm. So we were very successful. Mm. My older brother owned it. Wow. I was, uh, you know, it was a small company. I, I was the office manager, marketing director. I did some tech support. I did bookkeeping. And I worked there for about six years, uh, seven years maybe. And over the course of the, those years – a lot of what happens in Silicon Valley happened to that company. Really? Yeah. You, I mean, and like that incubator out? house looked like our office. He should have sold out. Oh, no. Let me just say that. He oh, should no. have sold out. The company <laughs> no longer exists. Oh. Um, he, but, you know, then when DSL and, and wireless started happening, you know, um, he decided to go with wireless, but the infrastructure wasn't in place and people were trying to buy him out and he said, no, he could do it himself. And, you know, but you get this whole, this power struggle that's happening in Silicon Valley and it gets, um, more and more intense as the episodes go on. Well, let's go around um, the room. What would you do? Would you, would you sell out for 10 million or yes. would you keep, <laughs> so Mel definitely would with I'm the, out. the voice of there. experience, yep. Christian. Oh my God! In a heartbeat, I'd sell up. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't want to no, I'd take the money to sit on a beach. I wouldn't want to have to do anything else. <laughs> sit on a beach, yeah. It's like, how much do you need? Uh, but then, if yeah. you were sat on that beach and you knew that they'd made twelve billion out of it, would that not fill you with puke? But they no, have because I have ten million pounds and I'm sitting on a beach. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do a lot with ten million, but you can't buy a house in San Francisco. So, <laughs> what about you, Jamie? Oh, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd take the money. I think. I mean, we were talking about when we watched the first episode what we do, and uh, I can't believe wife. I just asked Jamie what he'd do if someone offered him ten million quid to just hand something over, <laughs> as if he'd say, "Yeah, I'd take the work." <laughs> well, I mean, come on, who does? I mean, I think you're the only one who would take the who would uh, build the company. How well, aren't you? So, were you watching it just going, "What are you doing, you idiot"? <laughs> it was hard not to be annoyed with him, but I admired his. Uh, his, his, you know, his, his belief and his integrity. I just, uh, I couldn't see myself <laughs> going down that path. You, you would though, Howell, yeah. 
Well, I, uh, I said to my wife, I mean, mine's, mine's an option C, which isn't allowed. My option C would be buy me out of 10 million, but give me 1% of the business, please. <laughs> uh, there you go. Uh, you can't have a third option. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, but you're in a negotiating position, so yeah, why not? You yeah. should have done that. Like, why yeah, but we, oh. It's a flaw in the series, Christian, and I will not watch it any further. Well, they should have made option C. I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what, I'll give you oh. a flaw. I'll give you a potential flaw in the series just to uh, cause an argument. Okay. Uh, the main guy is a bit whiny, and I'm worried that his whiny timidity that he delivers will get a bit annoying. Yep. And mm-hmm. I'm worried that I'll lose interest in that character, and he's quite an important character. I just uh, Is that something that is a concern? And I, I wouldn't be too concerned about it. I think also so a lot of the, the other characters take on a little bit more prominence later on as well. So you've got, you know, T.J. Uh, Miller's character and Dinesh and uh, Gilfoyle. And then kind of there's there's more of them. In it. So, yeah, he, 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 he is a little bit uh, spineless. But he, uh, you'll see in later in later he, later episodes, he um, he that that was less and less. He he does he does grow a pair after I, a while. I think it um, seems. And I'm not giving that away by saying that. But. It, it seems immediately to me, though, Jamie, that the facet, that the entertaining thing about it is that it's an ensemble, and he's just mm. he's there to represent that, and it's the reaction of others which is going to make it so funny. Um, yeah, I mean, just that scene: T.J. Miller sat yeah. sucking the spaghetti in the first episode, <laughs> yeah. and he and he goes in, he goes in yeah. to tell him which way his decision has gone. Yeah. And T.J. Miller <laughs> is one of those actors that you you cannot teach how to be that confident on a set. Uh, mm-hmm. Like he just mm-hmm. embodies. He's a big guy, and he's a guy who's fatter than he should be. Uh, and it just makes him funny. Everything about him is funny in his shape and his size. But his acting is brilliant, and he's you know he's a really good voice actor. He was in lots of animated stuff and things. I thought he's a great stand-up comedian as well. Oh, is yeah, he? Oh, really? Ah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, now, see, see, he's him. the one who gets on my nerves. Oh, well, is, it, is that? Right. But, but is that your relationship with the character rather than like T.J. Yeah. Miller? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. the character because I've worked with him. You've worked? I know that I've known that. No, not not T.J. Miller. I've worked with that character. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know what it's like to be in the room with that character when you're trying to focus and make some actual decisions and be productive, and he's being a douchebag. <laughs> oh dear! One of the biggest compliments I can play I can pay the show is that I was watching the second episode, distracted and in a slightly bad mood, and I always think that's a a great test for a comedy is. If you're not in the mood for it, if you're mm. totally not, you're not in a laughing mood whatsoever. Mm. And there's a scene in the second episode where this one character is basically getting slagged off by the other characters, but they're all assuming he's left the room and he keeps accidentally being <laughs> in the room and they're slagging him off. And they do it so well that I couldn't, it, I just burst, it, I, it was just so funny. And that for me is just a mark of how good it is. It's like it can make you, even in a bad mood, it can bring you out of it with a brilliant piece of comedy. And Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be, uh, a great watch. Well, there you go. Silicon Valley is available on Now TV in the UK and other places as well. And um, 
Well, I mean, interesting though, because uh, you guys are like three uh, into the third season now. Mm-hmm. Is it struggling to like yeah. as a journey? Is it still managing? To, is it because a lot of shows struggle when they get kind of get down the line into three or four seasons? Three or four with a lot of shows tend to be a bit shoddy. Is it struggling? I don't think so. Nope. It still looks like a it's it's still a relevant journey. There's a lot that has to happen to become a Google or you know um, some tech giant. I mean, yeah, the subject matter of building a company is mm-hmm. not a fascinating three series, four series journey, in my opinion. And uh, you know, I'm excited about it, but how on earth are they going to stretch that out? Well, it turns into something of um, like the Odyssey, doesn't it? Christian, wouldn't you say it's it's? I mean, it's like this these endless obstacles. Yeah, yeah, and it does. It's 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 there's, there's setbacks, and then there's uh, you know there's the, you know taking you know two steps back to take one step forward, in, mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, uh, with them. But it's um, I think I think it's it's nicely paced. In the, okay, and an awful lot of other sitcoms, what they will do is they will um, they will. You know, pass over things like really, really quickly, and then you would get by season three. You go, okay, there's nothing, there's nothing really to talk about, or nothing really to say anymore. But um, the pacing on this, on this, on this, uh, on this show is very, very good, um, and, and therefore, you know, there's still lots and lots to to, to say in, in by season three, and the characters are so strong as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's uh, that's what I'm most excited about. Uh, in fact, you know, Mel. Uh, Jamie still still hasn't continued with Chuck, and <gasps> the comparison here that I would make is that to say three series into Chuck is where oh it, that's God. how long it takes for the characters to get this uh, immediately sort of, uh, familiar and comfortable. It's a different kind of comfortable with Chuck. You know, you're watching people on a set enjoying themselves. With this, it's like a bit more disturbing how real they are. You know? Yeah. Um, but it is rare that a comedy in its pilot can be this strong in terms of the characters, sort of uh, the rounded nature of the characters. Yeah, they're mm. very, um, yeah, well realized already, which is is great because we have so little time with them, I and mean, we've got these thirty minute episodes, and it's ten episodes per season, which I know for you guys is normal, but for us it's not. So, um, so. if you were to mark out of a hundred this and Chuck, what, what would they get, Mel? Oh, they're so different. I mean, I know on the surface it seems the same because it's about tech, but one is about building a tech company and one is about a spy with technology in his head. True, true. So which one? So I refuse. I refuse (laughs) to uh, fall into your trap because we both know that Chuck is better. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah, I'd like to say this: that with Chuck, I did give it five. I did five episodes of Chuck. I couldn't get into it. I did the rule. I did the time. Couldn't You're not do. here to do the rule. You're here to suffer for your art. <laughs> so everyone else can get away with that, but not you. Uh, all right. Season two is where you need to get to. You need to start enjoying these people's company. That's the that's the point. That's the point. Anyway, good luck with that. Jamie, you've got two weeks till I get back to watch that. Christian, well done. You've turned up. Late to the party, best dressed than anybody, uh, <laughs> and just walked out with a bottle of champagne that you didn't even bring. Well done. Um, the next podcast is going to be you. on Gilmore Girls, which... Yeah, Yay. I've got to say, I'm worried about that podcast. 
I'm worried about are, it. What, what are your fears? Yeah, what are your well, sexist I've watched, fears? Uh, bits and bobs of Gilmore Girls by accident over the years, and I didn't particularly like what I saw, but obviously I've not sat down and given it a proper... Look, let's face it, it's a mainstream thing, right? It's, it's akin to something like Northern Exposure or something, I would imagine. But I, I started watching the first episode the other day, and I paused it five minutes in, because I said, not only am I going to watch this for the podcast, I think my wife might enjoy watching this as well. So she I'll will. save it. <laughs> yeah. Good um, call. So I'm looking forward to it. And if, you, you, yeah. if anyone listening wants to uh, do this with us, watch episode one of The Gilmore Girls. It's now on Netflix worldwide. So uh, go back to the beginning. I think it's from like 2010, I think. No, 2000. 2000 yeah 2000 get on there and um and then join us for the next one and email us uh studio at the box set pod.com always nice to hear from you tell us what you would do would you take the 10 million dollars or would you take 200,000 and have a stake in the company great to hear your opinion christian thank you very much no problem anytime mel thank you very much Lovely to be here, as always. Yeah, good luck with you and your country. And Thank uh, you. I'll be Life joining you in that country in just four days. <laughs> so that's exciting. Uh, yeah, if you could keep uh, Donald Trump quiet for the duration that I'm there, that would be fantastic. Um, right, yes, that's going to happen. Yeah. Right, thanks very much, everyone. See you next time. Yeah. Enjoy the summer break. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Well, do you want like 10 minutes of Jamie just alone to talk about your school? Metaphor in the head with it. No, yeah, he's yeah, he's got things to do. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Which clearly don't involve watching checks. <laughs>